you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. Good morning, Compassion. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. As you can tell, I've got someone special on the stage with me today. It's my wife, Lori. This is my grandbaby, Charlie Lane. Can everybody say hello to Charlie? This is my beautiful, beautiful grandbaby. She's been with me this weekend, and we've had so much fun. And she told me I am her favorite grandpa. She didn't say it in so many words, but I sensed it. But this is my Charlie baby right here. She's the most wonderful, wonderful baby in the world. She's better than all your babies. Don't get offended. It's just the truth. But I love her so much. Isn't she beautiful? Yes. And uh, I would preach with her today, but I don't want to spit all over her. So it's good to have Miss Charlie with us today. I love her so much. Yeah, good to have my son and his wife, Austin and Natalie, in service today. If you'll give them a hand. I tell you, I've been told they change you. They do. I've been told that grandkids will change you, and they do. I I think I like her more than my kids. I could be wrong. I'm not for sure. (laughs) My daughter said, we like her more. We like you, Dad. Well, we're so glad to have in the house of the Lord today. Before I jump into the sermon, I do want to remind you guys, uh, starting on July the 7th, we start a Thursday night service now. And we're so excited. It'll be at 7 p.m. Uh, every night in the month of July, we have something going on that night. Uh, so you'll come, we're giving away some prizes. We're having some water wars. Uh, every night in the month of July, with the service, we're having something. Now, you may ask why we're starting a Thursday night service. Well, look around. Uh, our 10, 11, 30, they're packed. We don't have much room left. Uh, our 1 o'clock is not as packed, but still. But then we also want to create a service for those who work on Sundays, for those who are unable to be. I hear it all the time. I was at a restaurant a while back. There was a waitress there. She came to me and said, hey, Pastor John, so good to see you. She said, I'm so sorry. I don't get to see you anymore. She said, I work now on weekends, but I sure miss Compassion Church. So we want to create a service for those individuals. And then for some of you, some of you, let's just be honest, you're lazy. You're lazy. You don't want to come on weekends. Well, Thursday service, it'll be great. It's going to be wonderful. And here's what we need you to do. If you'd like to be part of the Thursday service, if you'd like to serve, then do us a favor. Today, if you go by the Next Step desk and sign up, we're trying to get an understanding. But, guys, it's going to be phenomenal, and we're so excited Again, starting a Thursday night service here at Compassion at 7 p.m., and we are looking so forward to it. Amen? Well, we finalize our sermon series today on Less is More, talking about the book of Colossians. And last week, I shared with you some things and began to tell you the whole reason behind why Colossians was written. It was written to combat uh, 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 humanism, extremism, 
extreme, extreme Judaism, Gnosticism, uh, Asian um, uh, mysticism that was going on in the church. In other words, heresy. The Christians were combining uh, different religions into Christianity, and Paul wanted to combat that. Today, if I could, I guess if I could put a subtitle to my sermon, it would be called Open. Open. And, and I want to share a story with you today. It was April the 21st, 1986. April, is that somebody's birthday? Oh, is that your birthday? Man, I didn't know that. April, I'm just joking. I'm joking. Randy goes, are you Randy, hush it up. You're already in trouble, Randy. <laughs> On April the 21st, 1986, there was a special program that night going live on TV. What they were about to do was open a door to a room that they had no idea what was behind the door. In fact, some of you may have remembered it. What had happened is, is they were redoing the Lexington Hotel in Chicago. And they found out that underneath the Lexington Hotel, that there was a basement, a hidden room of Al Capone. A hidden room of Al Capone. Well, it got back to Geraldo Rivera. Remember this? Everybody laugh, right? Some of you remember, you're already laughing. You know what happened. It got back to Gerardo Rivera that there was a hidden room that was Al Capone's. And he said, I'll tell you what I want us to do. We're going to go live before we open the door, before we ever look inside, we're going to open the door live on national TV. So for two hours prior to them opening the door, they're doing all this historic, historical facts about Al Capone, the man that he was, da da da. And what they're hoping is behind the door that they're going to find some money or some gold or some treasure that he had hidden from the IRS. They thought maybe they'll find some bodies down there of his enemies. They weren't for sure what they would find. So for this two-hour period, they're preparing, they're getting ready. You're on the edge of your seat. What are we going to find out? What's going to happen? We're all excited. And it's national live TV, so they can't cut away, do anything else. It's national TV. And Gerardo's there with a the microphone. And he says, all right, open that door. And they open the door and jack squat. <laughs> well, let me take that back. They did, I think, find some little uh, uh, jars of hooch. Is that what you call it, hooch? My wife goes, I don't know. I'm too drunk to know what to call it. And dirt. They found some little jars, I think, of hooch and some dirt. You know, many times we don't know if we open a door what's going to be behind that door. And that's the reason why if I could put my sermon title today, it'd be open. In fact, I, I want you to look with me today to Colossians chapter 4, beginning with verse 2. It says, Continue earnestly in prayer. Be vigilant in it with thanksgiving meanwhile praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in chains that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak walk in wisdom toward those who are outside redeeming the time 
Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each other. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the word that we're about to receive. And Lord, I pray today that every heart and every mind will be open to receive God what you've got in store. And Lord, let not one, not one leave this house the same way that they came. But Lord, let them leave today knowing they've been touched by the hand of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We, we find here in Colossians the final instructions of Paul to the church, to the Colossian church. And Paul lays out, and I want to share with you three major things today that he shares with him as he's concluding his letter. If you look first there, he says this, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Y'all continue to pray for my voice. It still sounds like I'm going through puberty. I apologize. It is better than last week. Amen. Amen. So every once in a while, if it goes out, just forgive me. I'm not, you know, going through puberty. When you look there, he says, continue earnestly in prayer with thanksgiving. Paul lays out something there very important that you need to hear. If we were to take that and begin to read it out of the message, it says it this way. Pray diligently, stay alert, hear this, with your eyes wide open in gratitude. With your eyes wide open in gratitude. So in other words, here's the first thing I want you to write down. And in fact, what I'll say to you today is kind of a prayer. A prayer that I want you to pray that God will do in your life. The first one would be this. Lord, I pray, open my eyes to observe. Open my eyes to observe. Remember he said, continue earnestly in prayer. That, that word continue there means to preserve, to delight, to adhere to. In other words, Paul said, here's my prayer for y'all. That no matter what happens in your life, you continue to pray. If everything's great and everything's wonderful, pray. If everything's bad and it seems to be falling apart, pray. If you're on the top of the mountain rejoicing, pray. But if you're in the middle of the valley, in the middle of the darkness, pray. The, the word also prayer there, earn, continue earnestly, actually means to be strong. In other words, everything in the world will come against you, but you pray. Things will try to fight for you not to get on your knees, but to get on your knees. Pray. You make the decision that I'm going to pray in my life. But there's something you need to hear. He doesn't just say pray. He said pray with thanksgiving. That's important. Remember what it said there? Pray diligently, stay alert with your eyes wide open in gratitude. In other words, Paul said, when you pray, always pray with gratitude. Always pray with thanksgiving. If you go to the Lord's Prayer, we all know, we all know the Lord's Prayer. That is our model, how we, we pray as believers. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Right there, the first thing is, is I've always called it the five Ps. Actually, it's the, five, it's the seven Ps. But the first one is praise. Our Father, which art in heaven, that's praise. Before you ask for a dime, before you ask God to heal your body, before you complain about your neighbor and wish God would strike them down dead. Before you pray for that Porsche. Lord, you know my neighbor, he's an atheist. He just got a brand new Corvette. God, he's making you look bad. 
Lord, if you give me a Porsche, I can say, aha, Jesus made me, Jesus did it in my life. So, Lord, I just pray for that Porsche right now. See, see, what happens is most of the time we go straight into the prayer without starting out with praise. What happens is praise will open our eyes to what God is wanting to show us. He goes on from praise. He said, and then, uh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Then number two is what? Purpose. That we start out with praise, but then we move into purpose. God, it's not about my will. It's not what I want. It's what you want. God, it's not about my purpose, what I deserve or what I want to get. It's what you've designed for my life. You've known me from the foundations of the world. You knew me before I was ever born. You knew me in my mother's womb. God, I want my life to reflect your purpose and your plan. So God, today I pray your will and your purpose in my life. He goes on and he says what? And what? Give us this day our daily bread. Then he goes on to provision. Now, now you can ask for what you need. Lord, I, I, you hear what I said? Need. Need. Not the Porsche, but the portions on the table. Amen. Not the Porsche, but the portions on the table. Give us this day our daily bread. So, Lord, I, now after I've praised, now that I've asked for the purpose of God in my life, now I come and I ask for what provisions? God, supply my need, not my wants, but my needs. Forgive me my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass against me. He goes on now to move from what? Praise, purpose, provision to pardon. Pardon me of my sins, God, right now. Wash away my iniquities. Cleanse me of my sins. I'm sorry, Lord. That I, listen, every time you go before God in prayer, you need to ask God's forgiveness of your sins. See, sometimes we don't know that we've sinned. Sometimes we don't even understand what we've done wrong. But then he goes from the pardon. But now listen, part of that pardon, he says, forgive me my trespasses as what? As I forgive those who have trespassed against me. God won't forgive you if you don't forgive others. Look at your neighbor and say, I forgive you. Look back to your neighbor and say, for what? Look back to your neighbor and say, you know what you did. <laughs> you ask God's pardon over your life. Every day, God, forgive me. And when you do, let me, ask, let me say this. When you go before God and say, God, forgive me, this is what you pray. God and Lord, please bring to my remembrance things that I did that I didn't know that I did so I don't do them again. See, there's two types of sins. There's sins of omission and sins of commission. Sins of things I shouldn't have done, but then sins of things that God called me to do, told me to do, but I didn't do. That's just as bad of a sin. In fact, I'll say this sometimes, that's worse of a sin. Because see, that's actually what you'll be judged on when you get to heaven. Some of you didn't know that, did you? Now that don't mean you go out and sin, amen. God, see how some of you are working. Then it goes on and, and lead us not into temptation, but delivers from evil. The next part of it is, is what? Protection. God protect me from what? But remember what the protection's for. Lead me not into temptation. In other words, protect me from my own self. Protect me from getting into the flesh. Protect me from sinning. Protect me from following a path that leads me away from you. Protect me, God. Then he said, lead me not into evil, temptation, but deliver me from evil. Also, God, I say a hedge protection, firewall around my life. Keep me safe. Watch over me. But for that is the kingdom. And the glory and the power. Then he goes back into what? Praise. He does it twice. He said, this is how you pray. This is how your mind is open. This is how your eyes are open to see that you always begin and end with praise. Lord, I praise you, God, that no matter what, I'm still going to praise you. Whether these prayers are answered, no matter what, I'm going to praise you. Whether it gets better tomorrow or a year from now, I'm still going to praise you. 
Because praise is what opens your eyes to see and observe what God is doing around you. Now, he does deal in with amen. And what does that mean? The number seven would be proclamation. What what does amen mean? So let it be. So I'm going to end by saying, God, I proclaim what I've just prayed for. God, you're going to do. I believe it, God. You're going to do it. I'm going to speak it out loud. I'm going to believe you're going to do what you said you're going to do. In other words, our first thing that Paul says to us today is, is, I want your eyes to be open by prayer and thanksgiving that you may observe what's going on around you. That you may observe what is going on around you. As we look at the passage, it it then goes on to say this in Colossians 4. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in chains. The second thing is this, write it down. Open doors for opportunities. God, I pray that you open my eyes that I may observe what is going on in the spiritual realm. But God, after you do that, then I pray, God, that you would open open my doors And the reason why I use the word my doors is because before the foundations of the world, God has mapped out a plan for your life. Unfortunate part is there are some of you that you get to certain shut doors in your life and you get there and you just stand there and you don't move. You're stuck at the door. You're not going any deeper. What you don't know is, is God already has a purpose and a plan and a provision on the other side of the door if you'll just step through. The problem is because you haven't been praying and seeking God and thanking God, your spiritual eyes aren't open to be able to see that that is an opportunity, a door that God has created for you that you need to step through. you got to pray, God, I pray that you open my eyes. And not only you open my eyes, that, Lord, as I walk forward and I see what you're doing, I pray, God, that you open the doors that may stop me or hinder me from doing what I ought to do. See, every one of you sitting here today, God's got a plan for your life. He's got a purpose for who you are. Every one of you. Raise your hand if you believe that. Well, most of you do. Some of you didn't raise your hand. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. The problem, though, is is because you're not living in prayer. You're not able to see. Your eyes are not open to be able to observe what God's trying to show you. And some of you, because of that, you can't see the doors of opportunity that are right before you. And listen, can I tell you, God will put many doors before you. God will put many doors, and I believe God's got that one door for you to walk through. We've been with my son this week, and he, he actually has been, he, he was offered three jobs, and he's having to make a decision which job he was going to take. And we said right out of the gate, it, it matters most how much they're going to pay you. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. You know, we were blessed. I'm going to be a little braggadocious. My son was offered a job at a mega church in Oklahoma City, and he, amen, praise God. And he's offered working for a denomination and uh, a, a, a national or actually worldwide denomination. He's offered a job there and then he's actually offered a job working for Compassion. And, and he, he's made a decision what he's going to do and, and we're excited about that. And he gives all praise and honor to me for it. <laughs> I'm just joking, he does not. I have no, my son is 10 times smarter than his dad would ever be. 
He's way more talented than his father would ever be. But, you know, we're having to pray, God, you open the doors that need to be open, but also, God, you shut the doors that need to be shut. See, God wants to open doors for you, but you won't see the doors if you haven't been spending time in prayer with thanksgiving that you can observe the doors that God wants you to walk through. Everything that glitters isn't gold, amen? And everything that seems good isn't always good, but if you'll get into the presence of God through prayer, God will show you the opportunities to take and the opportunities not to take if you'll listen to what God is saying. You've got to seek the Lord. You've got to pray. You've got to say, God, I want to see what you want to show me. God, I want to do. See, Paul is saying to the, to the church, uh, uh, the Colossian church, he is saying to them, listen to me. I want you to know it's so important that you understand that God has doors for you, that he wants to open, opportunities that he wants to give, ways that he wants you to go. It says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Let me ask you a question. Are you making the best of every opportunity? Are you making the best of every chance that God has given you? Are you walking through the doors that God is putting before you? And listen, if you're praying, you'll know the doors to walk through. If you're seeking God, you know which way to go. But this I do promise you, many times it's, it's not just one door. There'll be multiple doors that, that will be given to you, a chance that is put before you, and that's where it becomes tough. That's where it becomes difficult. Because then that's where you are relying upon your ability to seek through the spirit, to see in the spiritual, which is and is not God's will for your life. How many of you feel like doors have just been shut in your face recently? It's like every time you turn around, it's like another door just shut in your face. Can I tell you what that means? Then God's probably opened a door for you. See, God knows you. Don't get mad at me, those who raise your hand. God knows you. You may have a tendency of walking through any door. You may have a tendency of walking through any door and God is saying that's not the door for your life. That's not the door for your future. That's not where I want you to go. That's not my plan for your life. And God is shutting door after door. Maybe what God is trying to find to get you to understand. I, I never forget one time we were somewhere and a, a bird had gotten to where we were at and we're trying to get the bird out. So we're doing everything we can to get the bird trapped in one corner. We're shutting this door, shutting this door, and we're getting all these different things to get the bird stuck in one corner because we're trying to get him out the right door, the window, because we just get him out that window, we can get back outside where he belongs. See, some of you, doors have been shutting because God's trying to get you where you need to be. You thought it was your lack of, your inability but God has been trying to say to you, i got better things. I've got things I want to do in your life, but you keep choosing the wrong doors. Kind of like some of you here, you keep choosing the wrong, the wrong guy or the wrong girl and wonder why you just have bad relationships. See, God's opened before you these open opportunities to walk through the door that God has for you. But your eyes have got to be open. The last one is this. Look at verse 4. That I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. This last point, I want you to hear this. Listen to what it says in the message form. 
Pray that every time I open my mouth, I will be able to make Christ plain as day to them. Pray that every time I open my mouth, I will be able to make plain Christ to them. Here's my last point. Write this down. Open my mouth to manifest. See, I pray, what Paul was saying is I pray that you pray that God would open your eyes to observe. Why? So that when you pray, God would open the doors for your opportunities. Why? So that God opens the doors of opportunity so that at that moment God would then open your mouth so that he could manifest. See, everything about our life is to bring glory to God's name. Everything about who we are should honor him. And Paul begins to speak to the church of Colossae. He says to them, listen, pray and seek God. Pray that he open your eyes. And that as he opens your eyes, I pray that God would open the doors of opportunity. And pray that as God opens the doors of opportunity. Listen, just because the opportunity is there doesn't mean you'll always take it. I love Jesus and I love the Lord. But there have been times in my life that I knew that I didn't do God's will. That God had opened a door for me and I didn't walk through. There have been times that I've been slow to walk through doors. But see, an open door before you doesn't mean you'll always do it. So Paul said, not only do I want your eyes to see the open doors, then as you step through the open doors and get to the other side, I want you to understand, then you got to pray that God would manifest through your deeds, your words, your actions. See, you want God to bless you at work, then through your deeds and your actions at work, glorify God. You want God to bless your wife, I mean your family, your wife, your children, you know what you do? Then let who you are glorify God in your family. You want God to bless your finances? Then let what you do through your finances glorify God. Amen. In other words, he says manifest. Let every area of your life manifest who God is. It would always go according to society or what the world thinks or what the world thinks you should do. But see, at the end of the day, God, I just want to be open to you. I just want to be open to you. I want to be open to see what you want me to see. I just want to be open to walk through the doors of opportunity that you give me. God, I just want to be open that you may manifest through my life, my words, my actions, my deeds. Lord, I just want to be open that you would manifest through me. So that's how Paul closes out the letter. He said, church, hear me. It's time to be open. Not open to the things of this world, but open to God. 
open to the things that God wants to do in you and through you. Listen, you want God to bless your life, to be open to what God is doing, and God can bless every part of your life. Are you open today? See, some of you for a while, God's been trying to push you through doors, and you've been resistant. For some of you, God's been trying to direct you down a path, and you've been fighting them. For some of you, some things have been happening in your life. If you could only see with your spiritual eyes, if you would open your eyes and observe through the eyes of Christ, you would see that the things that are going on in your life are not against you, but they're for you. They're not trying to harm you, but they're trying to help you. They're not trying to bring you down, but God's trying to lift you up. I want you to stand with me. I want to ask you a question today. How many of you today say, I want to be open to what God wants to do in my life? Then pray and seek Him with thanksgiving. Look for the opportunities that are open for you. And when they arrive, be open that God may manifest through you and in you what He wants to do. I want you to bow your head, close your eyes. Lord, I pray for every hand that was raised. Lord, I pray and ask in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that, Lord, you saw all the hands that went up. Those who said, I want to be open to what God has called me to do. I want to be open to God's path and road for my life. I want to be open to speak and to say what God has called me to say. Lord, today I pray for all those that raise their hand that, Lord, not only would they be open, but they would be willing. Not only would they be willing, but, Lord, they would do. Just as Paul said, Open our eyes, open our doors, and let us be open that God may manifest through us. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I have one last question. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, say, Pastor, if I were to die today, I have no idea where I'm going, heaven or hell. But say today, Pastor, I want to know with all certainty. Today, I want to give my heart and life to Christ. It is so simple. All you have to do is admit that you're a sinner in need of God's grace and wonderful love. Believe that he is the son of the living God, died on a cross for you, rose on the third day. And with your mouth, confess him, Lord, of your life, he shall be saved. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and you would like to invite him to your life, no one's looking, it's just you, me, and the Lord, then I want you to raise your hand right where you are. Is there anyone today? Is there anyone today? Well, I believe all are saved and on their way to heaven. Will you give God praise today? The Lord's good to us. Amen. Come. We are so happy that you joined us today. Here at Compassion, we value family, which means we value you. If there's any way that we can be praying for you and believing with you for something, please make sure that you let us know. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you here next Sunday.
Here at Compassion, we are so thankful for the way that you invest and give. That could mean giving with your finances, or it could mean in the way that you serve the kingdom of God. No matter what way you are investing, we appreciate you. Here at Compassion, we make it so simple to give. You can go online to give securely at compassion.cc give, or you can text give to 84321, and then just make sure that you select Compassion Church, Wichita Falls. We're so thankful for you and how far that this offering will go. Jesus, we just thank you so much for what you're doing here at Compassion Church. We thank you for the people who are choosing to invest in the kingdom through giving, through their service, through their giftings, God, I just pray that you will take this offering and that you will stretch it as far as it could possibly go in a way that will just blow our minds. God, we just give it to you and we ask you to come in and just have your way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.